This episode is brought to you in partnership with Wacom. Across the globe, learning is still handwriting-centric, especially in mathematics and science. This can make the shift to digital tasks challenging. Many schools are seeking effective apps and hardware to ensure a smoother transition for digital learning, especially for STEM lessons. Expanding digital pen and ink technology from teachers to students opens up new possibilities for communication and collaboration in and out of the classroom. Using pen-enabled devices, teachers and students can explain complex concepts, take notes, provide feedback, and show their work quickly and easily. Wacom pen displays and tablets easily plug in to the existing IT equipment in the classroom, enabling members of the class to interact with the digital content being shared. The teacher never even needs to turn their back on the class. Collaboration is simple when working on shared documents and apps with the digital pen. There's no new software to learn. You just work with the pen on the screen or tablet instead of the mouse and keyboard on your computer. As educators, myself, Steve and Ben have all integrated the use of Wacom technology into where we've worked in education, into colleges and schools, and we have seen the benefits for ourselves. So go check it out for yourself. Uh, the link is in the show notes for this episode. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 202 of the Edge of Futures podcasts. Uh, it's the new year, everybody. Happy, Happy new, new year. year. Um, I felt that really subdued then I was saying it. Yes, the bed and the duvet is still behind me. My child is still not sleeping, and yes, it has been slept in. But uh, I'm really excited for tonight. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to this uh, episode. I think it's always a good one when those three are together, not discrediting all our wonderful guests that we have on. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, we have some wonderful guests, but it's always nice just to chew the fat and have conversations between the three of us, unpick some bits and see what's the trends and the, the different stuff that we've seen. And I think this one is a, a big one, a big one in regards to some of the trends that we've been seeing, but also something that's really come to the forefront recently. Uh, how's your week been, everybody? Ben, how's it going? Yeah, interesting. Uh, we've had some... Uh, yeah, interesting. It's just It's been one of those... Uh, Funny weeks where you, not you, you kind of just getting back into understanding what the days are because we've had that uh, Christmas break and you're not really sure whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday or Sunday or whatever day it's supposed to be. Uh, we've got back into that routine. Kids back in school, um, but yeah, it's it, it's been interesting. We've seen some uh, some pretty epic stuff happening um, on socials as well. I know we're going to get into some of that today, so that's been uh, that's been interesting and fun to try and uh, see how we navigate that. And there's been some interesting. News, I posted out something recently um, regarding uh, the UK Prime Minister talking about like the use of maths in uh, post-18, uh, no, up to 18 for everybody compulsory. That's his plan. So, yeah, in the UK, there's some, some significant potential shifts and obviously that's been quite polarising. But, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was I was I was I was off guard that it was me first, but yeah, great. I've actually read a really good book as well. I've almost finished it called A World Without Work. I think I talked to you about it before. I put it back down and I've I've repicked it up. Daniel Suskind and he's talking about like uh, how education needs to shift in the process um, of the how the world's changing uh, in terms of work, which I obviously will come up in what we're talking about today. And Carl Table Two, <laughs> what did you say? I'm speaking in French to our new French uh, podcast partner. <laughs> uh, what is your name? I said, <laughs> down in French. 
But obviously, I've now spoiled it. But uh, yeah, I thought you were going to be, you'd come back and you'd be I'm speaking. I'm just waiting for uh, Chat GTP to translate the French. <laughs> is that what it was? Is that what it is? <laughs> Don't give it away what we're going to be talking about. Come on. As if all of our, the, the people that follow Dan haven't already been known because there is, it's been a big thing. How's your week been, though, Dan, apart from the fact good. that you've gone viral? No, it's good. We've, uh, yeah, it's all kicking off at, at work at the moment. Uh, We've we've made I think I've give insights in the in the past in these intros that we've been making I've been making quite some changes to the team and everything and uh, those changes are kind of all happening all this month which is which is exciting but also uh bring bringing along a lot of work with it as well so a lot of uh, team meetings a lot of uh, trying to build the culture back up within the team uh, a lot of uh, vacancies if anyone wants to come and work at. Uh, the education partnership northeast looking for some learning technologists um and, and various other roles so yeah it's gonna it's gonna be exciting but yeah so back to that really after three weeks driving around france and the uk so yeah excited to be back on it yeah and without giving the game away and going too much detail but do you need to refill those posts now or can the ai do it for you uh in terms of recruitment of them but also can the ai actually do the jobs that you were hoping humans would do <laughs> um, we'll dive into that, I suppose. I mean, if we point. stick a if we stick a voice assistant on it and a and a dummy, then not at all. I need some. I need some real humans. I'm linking that to the scene from Home Alone because I'm still in the Christmas mode. Linking <laughs> to the the remake that Michael Culkin did with the Google Home. <laughs> and what does that look like? As it Michael it was a... is going around the old school stuff, and I don't know if you can tell my hesitation, but I was about to say. If we if we stuck a voice assistant and then a dummy, yeah, yeah, of course. But then I suddenly realised actually I can't say that because uh, that's you're going to be bringing these people in, the people who work. Yeah, yeah, Dan, yeah. and also the work no. that you do. Uh, but it is it, it's fascinating. Yeah. But also there are certain facets of certain things, and as we go through certain processes, um, voice enabled stuff and kiosks and all this, because I know that you look after a library service. Um, or what used to be the library service, and, and I've done the same thing, and how can you improve things to make those, and, and we'll get into this, obviously, through um, AI and everything else, but how can you do that through to any technology? We, anybody who's listened to this podcast is how can we improve processes to f- help people focus on the good bit of their job and actually in the services some great stuff in regards to skill development that they can do rather than a transactional, how do I find this book or how do I do this, where's this? And I know after Hussein, who was EduFuture CFU, they've been doing work around that for absolutely ages, haven't they, in regards to freeing up things to move away from transactional conversations in a campus and a digital campus, as an example. I'm jumping ahead of the gun. I just remembered that after I've submitted a question for this podcast, um, I'll have a look for it and find it. You better have all of these the conversations. Yeah, you, you, you should be definitely You've got every single question. You've got every single question written down and a response to all of those, Dan. Um, or do we bring Mr. Chat, Mr. Chat in? Do, do we call him Chat, or do we? What's his first and second name, Dan? How, how do we? How do we address Chat, him? He, he, his initials are GPT, so uh, maybe it should be GPT Chat. I reckon. So I reckon he's Gold, Gordon, Patrick, Thomas, Chat. I don't know what GPT stands for. I probably should know that if we're considering what we're doing. Do you know, Dan? Actually, it's actually Gary, not not Gordon. But you were close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just pick, pick yeah. <laughs> Gary Gascoigne, Gaza. Yeah, yeah. Gary Gascoigne. That's what we call one. It. 
I don't know. I don't know. But just just to as as a bit of an intro into going into it as well. Interestingly, I saw a old tweet, relatively old, December the third, where Elon Musk uh, commented about Chat GPT. Uh, Chat GPT, that way around. Put my teeth back in, and he says, "Chat GPT is scary good. We are not far from dangerously strong AI." And I don't know if anybody remembers Elon Musk being on Joe Rogan's podcast where he was talking about the challenges of AI. And it'd be interesting as we get into tonight's episode. Um, we are we are very very close to uh, some ex- very very exciting and strong. Amendments to world. Uh, I read a, I read another tweet earlier that said um, that the AI is going to contribute. Let me just get the numbers right. I'm just looking up into my just what you say. Just to, just to add a caveat into that. Um, please let's not hope that we hemorrhage listenership during this episode, like Elon Musk has with his finances over the last uh, three months. Well, so, yeah, uh... but it's all right though because AI is going to save that because this this was um, basically uh, this guy was talking about how AI is going to add fifteen point seven trillion dollars um, in into the global economy uh, in twenty thirty, which is pretty uh, pretty pretty epic. So uh, that's that's more than the current so... output of China and India combined so that's Dan, pretty uh, yeah i know you've been doing spending a bit of time with it i think we should start at the beginning but what i'd like to say is i think the thing that i've noticed and i've probably spent in terms of the testing process and i know you guys have been doing a lot in terms of the preparation for the podcast and many more stuff that goes behind the scenes and your individual works and, and stuff that you do but the thing that i've kind of seen this week is on a podcast we always talk behind the scenes that we spend so much time 10 steps down the line in regards to the future trends, the things that are coming. We talked about AI and all of these kind of iterations and everything else for such a long time. But the thing that I've seen is when what we see the two worlds have collide, where the things that we've talked about for such a long time, and then there comes a point where it becomes reality and it hits home to the education system currently. And the thing that I've loved this week is the nervousness of those people that want it to stay the way it has. And I think that my judgment is it might not transform everything, but when people are really, really nervous and calling it out based on the current system, I always think it's going to be a good thing because why would be they so nervous to keep the status quo and the current system if it was actually just another, um, pardon the pun, well, pardon the statement, but fart in the wind. So I don't think it's going to be that. But Dan, um, do you want to start off? What, it's a, what yeah. I, th- I, th- I just think it's interesting that whole thing of um, we talk a lot about and I, like like this whole this whole idea of push and pull. You know, you're trying to make change and and that we we focus on the the, the pull a lot. What what's going to actually um, what pulls us and what pulls educators, what pulls people into is going to pull people into the future of learning and innovation. And we we talk about VR. We talk about um, blockchain technologies all of that and how there's there's all these these worlds out there that are going to benefit that could benefit education benefit students and benefit the world um but there's there's almost from the system the educational system point of view there's no real massive incentive to want to want to change and experiment with it and i think i think what we're this whole new ai technology um that we're seeing now come through is going to is gonna it's gonna push is is really the i think people aren't gonna have a choice but to but to use it and then the implications of that are that it is gonna make it is gonna empower students it is gonna we can get into this it is gonna 
put the ownership of learning back into the students' hands and it is going to move us into that type of educational culture, I think. And that's, and it's almost going to push people kicking and screaming into it um, to a certain extent. And there will, like you said, Steve, there, there, there will be people who are like, well, we can't have this. They have people who messaged me this week and said, yeah, but the students could use this and, and do their do their work on it. Um, the, there was obviously like the, there's a there's within the old paradigm there's a there's a sense that well this is it's not going to work anymore. And I know we we talked about the box uh, three box um, three box solution to innovation, and we talked about box one, and it's almost like we can't we'll get we're now reaching the stage where we can't stay in box one anymore. Yeah. Um, it's not it's just not fit for purpose anymore, um, and we're going to have to go. To box three and i think those of us who have been looking and 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 look i've been reading the weak signals and and exploring box three ideas are like let's do it let's jump into it um but those who haven't and who haven't and and, and it's no there's no fault being assigned here it's, um especially the the day-to-day teacher they're they're in their world to to teach and they they've got their restrictions and but I think educational leaders probably bear some some of the the fault for not for not looking towards the horizon, if I'm honest. And they they can't really see the the third box to jump into at the moment. And so then it gets really scary because if you're being pushed out of box one and you can't see the third box to jump into. By the way, if you listen to this and think, what is he on about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you if you go back and listen to the to our conversation about three the three box solution innovation. Um but yeah, it's it is. It is interesting, and that we're, we're going to have to start creating a new, a new way of doing things, a new because. And someone else, someone else, um, messed, uh, tweeted the other day, and I, I thought it was funny. And they, they essentially said, "Just taking the piss." We're, we're, very shortly, we're going to have uh, AI marking AI's homework, <laughs> like, and that it is like if you've got teachers creating things using AI for students, students take it and run it through an AI. Um, machine to, to get the answers and it's just going to be ai talking 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 to itself essentially but, marking but its own homework and um but the irony is how many students we've taught how many students stick and copy your slides and then give it back to you anyway yeah. it's just because that's yeah. the system we've created anyway Absolutely. isn't it it's just students just been was been smarter in terms of how we create the resource to students been smarter in terms of how they potentially respond to that resource uh, yes. But do we need to talk? I know we we kind of jump ahead in terms of everything else. But what is it? I know we talk about AI and everything else, but we need to maybe start at the beginning for those people who are on social media, uh, in terms of what is it that we've been doing and what is the whole what what is it this this amazing thing that we've we've kind of just started to delve into that potentially could be a game changer right well, now. Uh, end of November, um, a company called OpenAI, um, who has actually received a lot of, lot of funding from Microsoft. Uh, um, have created essentially a chat so you go you know like if you open up your facebook messenger or whatsapp it, it looks a bit like that and you you chat to it and it it, it gives you answers essentially now most people will, will jump straight to i don't know if you've been on like your your bank or your your utilities website or a shop website and it jumps up a little window in the bottom jumps up and goes how can i help you you start talking to it and then you realize you're talking to a bot who doesn't really know anything in it's similar framework, but nothing like it whatsoever. So it, it essentially they, this company have been feeding it information from from lots of different sources um, up until twenty twenty one, and 
it's got the ability to 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 coherently give you answers to things. Now that's it on a very basic level, but then what you can do and the types of answers you can get out of it depend on the questions you ask, and that's where it gets really interesting. And and, it, and it obviously, so ben, I don't know if you want to take over. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just add in obviously from a from a, a, a broad conversation. The 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 model that we're talking about here, Chat GPT, is is using quite complex, I suppose, quite complex machine learning, and and that's slightly different from an AI perspective in that it's it's a version of AI, isn't it? It's that idea that it learns uh, and it can use prompts to be able to use like that that algorithm and models to then um, kind of improve its performance and tell you. Uh, this is what you want. So you put something in what, what we would call natural, they call it NLP, natural language processing. So that idea where you you type a question in your normal language, your natural language, and then it will respond back to it, scraping from, from sources that sit out there from these statistical models. And then you can ask it to refine it based around certain things like you want it to regenerate a response or tell you more or to put that into a tweet or to add that um, into a listicle or use a template that's here to, to write a blog post or that don't include these type of conversations. Use some um, quotes from academic theorists that have got that have proven this give some examples all that kind of stuff so it's that idea that it becomes you, you as a human, would normally ask these questions to another human, but you, some, sometimes when you when you think about how uh, information on a website is, if you put something into Google, for example, it's not reading it in the same way and giving you the answer that you it, 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 it's it's trying to find a correlation. Whereas this is reading um, and and then responding in a language that we understand, if that makes sense. So, so ChatGPT then I think it ties into ties into that kind of model, um, and it is uh, it's it, it's more this idea uh, about learning from the data sets that it's got, and then we can we can interact with it. The question really is, if these um, these systems then would uh, and 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 we'll talk about limitations and stuff later on, but it's, it's whether these systems then can how they continue to learn and then what the implications of that are. Um, the, the obvious, the fabled one is around that, uh, thought where Facebook were doing that work around um, AI models that started learning uh, through machine learning processes, started learning um, how to communicate in a language that humans didn't understand. Uh, so, that, and, it, and it's all like you can go into to crazy sci-fi wonders, can't you? But there are some really, really interesting use cases and obviously from an education perspective, there's 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 loads in there, so I don't know if it's worth Dan you t kind of talking about um, what happened this week and what and what you found before we as as we kind of see the difference that this could make in education. Yeah, I think it's like it's like any new technology when it's out there, um, the like people will find use cases for it, um, and the use the original use case a few months down the line might might be very different to the prominent use case that 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 is discovered and i think that with this we're seeing that actually the the use cases have the 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 potential to disrupt every every industry out there absolutely every industry out there and i know we've said that in the past about blockchain technology but but this is another one of them i think this is another one of where and and and, and we've used that quote before uh, i forget who said it but about that 
there's going to be more technological disruption in the next 10 years than there has been in the last 100 years. And it's not just a nice thing to say. It's actually happening. It's actually... And, and for a while, people were like, yeah, AI, AI's down the line. I know we, we've done joint keynotes together, haven't we, where we've we've talked about how in a few years, a few decades' time, the first AI is going to perform surgery on somebody. It's going to write a book. It's all these things. Um, but I suppose even when you're talking about it, you still you're still not grasping the reality of it, are you? That you think, oh, yeah, it's going to come, it's going to come, and then all of a sudden, end of November 2022, when ChatGPT is released and you start realising actually what it can do, that's when you think, oh, shit, actually, this this actually is the application of it is really, really um, phenomenal in terms of what it, what it could be used for. And so we're starting to see, like, the, I mean, a, a very obvious one is the implications for mar- for marketing, um the copywriting uh the fact that it can it can do that very professionally um i mean mark i was i was listening in fact as, as i was driving home today from work turned radio 4 on bbc radio 4 and they were talking about chat chat pt chat uh gpt i was like god that it's it's everywhere at the minute and they were talking about on there how there's there was a, a lady on there talking about how um the tools for for startup companies um is is, is going to be is going to be unreal because you know if you're a startup you need you need you need advertising you need you, you need someone to do some copywriting for you you have a go at yourself but you might not be the best you need all of the, all of those things and this can this can do it in a very professional way so and then obviously as as educators once you start playing with it and going oh i wonder what it can do for education and then you start seeing the results and that's kind of what happened uh this week for myself like just experimenting with it and going, can you write a lesson plan? Boom, done, there it is. Can you write a lesson plan that's based on solo taxonomy, a, 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 a model for learning? Yeah, done it easily, uh, literally within seconds and seconds as well. So um, I suppose the bread and butter of being a teacher, you know, there's the writing your lessons, the writing the lesson plans, your scheme of work, your... You, then you then you've got your... You've got to create your, your slides or your PowerPoint, then you create your you create your resources um i was just showing uh, a tool on twitter before that literally that's all done it's all done within a few seconds uh so something that takes weeks um something that can take months for teachers something that takes a year and 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 sometimes nearly grinds down nqts and and trainee teachers um, they talk about that year being the most difficult year of, of your life for some people when you train to be a teacher, and it's largely down to the the planning, the the um, the the lesson plan writing, the content creation, uh, and and this does it in seconds for you. Um, I think what excites me is that side of the the workload, the the mental health, the the um, that side of it for teachers because we know as we know we we work with teachers that it, it's, a, it's a real struggle out there. We know the statistics about teachers leaving uh, because of the workload. We know that in the UK, especially at the minute, that the the government just are not hitting, are not anywhere near their targets for 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 the teachers we need. Um, yeah, Rishi Sunak wants to wants to teach maths till eighteen. I mean, who's going to teach it? <laughs> well, like, we, don't, no, it, we don't need it, teachers because we'll have AI tutors that'll do it, so it's for, all good. <laughs> but we had, <laughs> didn't we have Mark McCourt on, and he said, didn't he say that a third of math teachers aren't math specialists? Yeah, but, so if, but I mean, but if Mark that's the has, case, who's going to teach it? 
as, as talked today about the need for maths and 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 a good thing and, and and a big shout out to Mike and the work that they're doing at eMaths. I think it's it's really it's powerful and and um, it, 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 interestingly, there's always going to be um, there's, there's always going to be what's the word I'm looking for? There's always going to be a challenge that um, because teaching is 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 tough isn't it it's it's a, it's a tough profession and anything that we can do to and, and we do this a lot um and and this there's no way in what we're trying to talk about here is that saying that teachers and, and i know you're not saying this either dan in all the work that you've been doing on this is that there's no way we're trying to say we don't need teachers and that teachers are um their jobs can be made easier by using just a simple chat gpt open ai thing it, we're not talking about that either we're saying actually we it's the absolute opposite of that is what you're saying isn't it we want to help teachers because we acknowledge that the job is tough so if there's fa- if there's things that can help that and also fundamentally what we've been about for the five years we've been doing this podcast almost five years that we've been doing this podcast i, I think it's nearly five years in february isn't it dan uh like the yeah. the the, the the all the time we've been talking about this is that education needs to shift and there's a punk we've been punking this idea that there needs to be something that we can't just keep perpetuating the thing that's that's there we, we a model like this comes along a system like this comes along and it goes and people's natural reaction is to go well that's going to help children cheat on their own work is there a plagiarism check for this uh how 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 will we ever know whether these children have learned this stuff or not like 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 we we go into defensive status quo model and and say it can't do this we can't do that let's ban it and in fact the first conversation was the first conversation we had i think about it was the fact that um some people were petitioning the uk government to intervene because of the 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 uh the, the problems that this is going to cause in education and people cheating and and and, and I'm not sure that's the point anybody's trying to make. I think we're trying to suggest that this is here to stay. Don, Donald Clark, loads of people, loads of our followers will know Donald Clark, and he, he he's he's saying exactly this thing. We can't AI is, is out of the box. Like we talked about this in, in um, and Bob Harrison talked about it, didn't he? he Talks about when when we had COVID, like the genie is out of the bottle or the lamp or whatever the whatever the genie's been in it's out we can't put it back in and just think uh let's forget about it and we've tried to do it since covid and we don't need online learning and we don't need alternatives using technology but this one is well and truly out of the bag um and we need to we need to have have a look at what that means yeah it's interesting isn't it because i was again when when i was listening to this interview today on on the radio they were talking about there's probably going to at some point be a need for regulation um, with with this. So like someone to say like actually the information you're reading has been generated by a, an AI um, model or an AI machine. Um, and it's really, I think we get into the, I think we really get into the philosophical side of it really um, of, of, of language. Well, how do we, where does language come from? What do we use language for? Um, and and bear with me on this one because it is a it is a bit uh, it is a bit up there. But it's and I in fact I got I got some criticism on on Twitter the other day from somebody and um it was because I th- I think I put a tweet out saying look school leaders if you're writing an email um to your staff and I think I said right put the bullet points of the points you want to cover with your staff into it and it'll write a nicely worded and because what you can do as well is you can put the tone so I said put the tone as um, a caring tone with an authority, uh, not authoritative, with a strong lead, with the a tone of strong leadership, something like that. Um, 
and and somebody and I had a bit of a back and forth with them, probably a bit too much. I probably should have just left it to be honest. Uh, you know, one of those ones where you're like, actually, I, I want to explain myself. I want to explain why the person's wrong, in my opinion. But uh, they, <laughs> it was, uh, and the person said, well, why would why if I was a member of staff, why would I ever want to get a a, a a message written by an AI machine um, from from a I think it was praise. It was praising them for something. Why would I ever want to get a, an email of praise from a from a AI? It would it would totally smack. It would be a smack in the face. Not not a, not an email of praise. And I can I, I can understand it, but I don't agree with it. I just don't agree with it. What one little bit? I'm like, I think when because the 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 care inside of it, the points that the person wanted to cover when they write an email, you've put it in there. You've made like let's say a bullet pointed list, right? I want to thank them for this. I want to um, do this. Um, write it in a caring way. It's something that your brain's going to do anyway. Like if I sit down and I'm like, right, I want to write an email to my staff, and I want to, I want to, um, and I, I, this is what I want to say to them. I'm going to think of the the language to use. I'm going to, I'm going to use that tone. It's just the AI is a, is is the tool for I'm using to do that. Just like if I went into. Just a thought, though, like, and, and yeah. just to, and not being that guy on on the on the, on the, on no, the, no. the Twitter thing. I think all of this is up for debate. Let let's have it. I think, like, if and I know it's that's work, but if if somebody sent me, I, I know when I get when you get a circular, you know when you get a circular, you know that they've they might they might well have put a, a nice little mail merge in and put your first name in and they've put what your address is and feel like oh that feels nice that emails come to me or that letters come to me, but you know it's a circular. Um, a letter written, a, a, an email like that, I know it'll have some personalized things in it, but essentially that's just, it's just a depersonalized, we're actually talking about personalizing education by depersonalizing from this perspective to some extent. That's one, that could be one perspective, but I, I think about it from a, from a, a relational perspective, like um, I would hate it <laughs> if, my kids wrote me a uh, wrote me a, a birthday card by AI. Like it's like, and I know it's I know that's a really gone to the far end of the extreme. But yeah, I, but the I, birthday I, card will have a message in from the card company, one doesn't it? It does. But that do, do you really do? You, does anybody really care about the message from the, from the card company, or are they bothered about what the person says? Oh, I mean, I personally, I don't. To to, to job blogs, no people who do. Happy birthday, Steve. I better put a little bit more meaning in terms of what I'm writing. <laughs> well, well to, to, to my wife is 40 in a, in a couple of weeks. I've just given a game <laughs> what she's going to get. But, um, but yeah. I, 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 what I what I know, all I mean this is that like, and I don't and I don't mean like just being being uh, it, that is a, that is a silly example. But I I I think if you were right, if you want to try and the time. It takes to write emails well with a good tone. AI will save that, won't it? Is what I know. That's Absolutely, thing, isn't it? And I think, and I think this is some of the criticism that that is coming for this uh, new technology is is looking at a very black and white. Like, so I think I post, posted something about offering, giving feedback to students. Immediately, someone was like, "Well." Where's the where's the personalization there? Where's I mean I mean to be fair, it was personalized because you 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 decide what you want the AI to to say, so you can say give feedback on this and address it to this person and put this in whatever. Um, but it's 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 a first draft, like 
it's you can you, you once the AI is is generated, you're not you're not obliged to then use it as it is. You can go away and you can change bits of it. You can, um, yeah. And I suppose I'll, I'll, I'll jump in there and say actually, what is the impact of that type of feedback anyway? Why does it need to have their name and some? Oh, well, what like as a teacher, when some some work is good, you probably spend an awful amount of time changing and varying the way that you tell them it's good. When actually it doesn't make any difference if it's good, it's good, isn't it? And ultimately, I think the benefit. Sorry, Dan, to re- jump in, up really rude, but with it, if the AI does that bit, you can spend more time actually unpicking why and supporting them to improve. Because feedback is, and, and that is the bit where the feedback is there to tell them whether it's right or wrong, and yeah, maybe a little bit to improve. But to support them to actually improve is a bit that the AI will free up time the teacher to spend which is the most important bit not the actual context of feedback in the initial bit and, and I think that's what Dan's saying there that yeah, idea of specificity yeah. is the fact that AI writes it and if you just copy and paste that then that is cold and that is ridiculous and that it shouldn't be the way it is but what it's doing is it's giving you uh, it's freeing you up to actually be the do the creative bit as opposed to the monotonous thing of yeah. writing the st- and it happens the already like yeah. I'd, well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm say to... turn it in plagiarism he comment banks has existed in turn it in for years yeah. google have them i'm guessing teams have comment banks where actually you're not specifying you're pulling in creation that already exists and, and saving yourself time it was a great invention it actually helps there's also i'm sure we know for three years plus there is artificial intelligence that exists globally, and we'll talk about. But they have AI tutor that universities globally and in the UK are using to support feedback assessment using artificial intelligence. And the feedback from the students is actually their benefit because they get more time spent on meaningful support to improve them, not just time the hour teacher marking for an hour and then actually not having that hour to spend telling them how and supporting them to improve. I, I don't see. You know, I don't I think personally see how it's a what, negative. A big trend in education at the moment is whole class feedback. Uh, and it, it, it's designed because it, somebody realizes it actually has the same impact as individual feedback. Um, and it saves the teacher a hell of a lot less work. So essentially, a teacher goes through, reads all the class's work, and then produces a slide that they're going to show in the next lesson or a, or a one side of A4 of, of observations from the whole class. Um, and then next lesson is designed to address the observations from the whole class, and that's some personal. You're addressing you're addressing thirty people as as one, really. You're not addressing them as individuals. And adaptive learning is a big buzzword for technology and feedback. Yeah. Looking at that whole thing of actually a student submits this, customizing and using artificial intelligence to provide feedback to different ways, either whole class or individual, to provide them with a resource of how they can improve. AI is already doing that. It's in beta, and it's actually in the forefront. And to be honest, I I, I think I, I don't think I'm a pioneer on this, but I remember regularly when I was marking um, GCSE papers, and at one point, and and Dan, Dan, I remember we taught I taught 200 GCSE students at once. Um, I was marking a paper, and and as I was marking them, I was writing a, with a pen. Um, uh, on a, on a on a piece of paper, the things that were commonly coming up as errors, like that that is that the reason why we would do that is so that we could do some like generic training around these are the common misconceptions. We and then if you can do if you can use AI to do that because it's already picking it out, and then more to the point, the AI tutoring to well to pick up like the things that Dan needs some more work on the whole 
principle around AI is, is that I don't remember Dan you, you many years ago you talked about that um that do you remember the uh Google Form relay uh progress oh, yeah. relay stuff that you did and that was that was way before um some of the people were talking about this where you 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 did you did some assessment on somebody and if they got uh, or did an assessment and the and children young people put their answers in and if it got it right it, they moved on to something deeper and if they got it wrong they had a reteach and it, and it helped them with a took them back to a video or it took them to something else and the whole principle around that um and that's what practice sets and all the things that google are doing around that now i i, I think the personalization element and and i think that's yes it create it, it deals with the monotony and the things that are like uh what's the word it's called like bulk work it does a lot of that for you the 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 grunt work but also the the opportunity for personalization is is off the chain and and that's what that's what some of these these people who've been talking about um ai for years and years and years are saying this will not just free up the human to do personalization the teacher to be able to talk about individual things and misconceptions and individual progress and stuff but it's actually more about the idea that the ai can do the personalization as well um and and there's a i've, I've got some I, I, i've been thinking about this before and there's a there's a a uh uh what's it called uh, dr candice Thiel. she's from the open learning initiative at carnegie mellon university talks about this actually the uh, the idea around personalized learning has the potential to revolutionize education and ai is going to do that personalization and we've talked about personalization for years and years and years but the massive challenge is actually to understand that teachers need to be more about personalization than they are about um than they are about systemization and uh, like one size fits all. Uh, that Daniel Suskind um, book that I referenced earlier, he talks about a lot of education um, in the developing world is around, um, uh, what's the word? He used that phrase, one size fits all. Uh, and actually the, the, the reality is, is that one size fits none. I, I can't remember where I've read this. I was thinking, trying to trying to rack my brains the other day where I've read this, which is the conversation around. Um, they did some work around uh, pilots, and this is, I'm going to really ruin this. And the, the idea that the cockpit for a pilot is um, they, they made some cockpits uh, and they made the sizes in the seats, uh, and they did some averages and they worked out about all the people that were flying these planes, and they did an average of these air force uh, air fighter pl- uh, pilots. And they made the cockpit perfectly si- uh, sized for the average. But the problem was the nature of averages meant that there weren't anybody, there wasn't anybody who was a who co-pilot who was that exact size because it was it was too because <laughs> it was middle of the road, one size fits all. It never it didn't actually fit anybody, the tall people and the short people, the wider because they were trying to make it fit everybody. And AI AI and, and this kind of stuff is potentially gonna really help with that personalization, isn't it? Yeah, and there's a there's a big issue in terms of not only recruitment of teachers, but retention of teachers. One of the biggest issues that's always talked about is burnout workload and all of those kind of things, isn't it? And we've had Laura McInerney on from Teacher Tap and I was looking at uh, teachers always struggling. You say, how, how many hours have you done this week? And people go, oh, God knows, but it's probably 50. And I think it was some, I remember, I, I think Laura said there was some research, because it was a while that we've had her on. There was some research done in 2019, I think it was, that identified that something like 50, between 50 and 55 hours 
based on the feedback that they'd got using yeah. the tool of TeacherTap. Uh, the survey had demonstrated that on average, between 50 and 55 hours would be done by teachers. They couldn't identify what it is. Well, if you identify how many hours are actually spent in a classroom on average, and I can only based on FE, and you're probably looking at maybe 21, 24 hours. So that leaves, let's say, 37 hour in terms of a contract. Even at that, you're probably looking at what between 16 and, and 13 to 16 hours that is then done on planning, marking, feedback, and everything else that goes with it. But you then put into the fact that they're probably working 50 hours. So they're doing 25 hours, let's say, teaching, and it might be different. Somebody's going to tell me primary and secondary is very, very different. And I apologize because I don't know because I've not been in the classroom for a very long time. So I'm not trying to discredit. But if you say 25 hours a week you're teaching, five hours a day, sounds like a lot. I don't think you should be doing more than that. And if you are, maybe speak to your line manager. That then for the rest, for those, if you're saying top end 55, that's 30 hours spent on all the other tasks that come with it. The issue is not being in the classroom. Let's be honest. The issue with teachers leaving the profession is the other 30 hours they're having to spend. Some of it they're not getting paid for. AI, through some of the demonstrations that you see and some of the work that Dan's done, some of the conversations that have been that that has been the the the, the spark that's been ignited through through chat uh, G um, A T around how can it do the planning, the marking, the feedback and help with that, not completely remove it, but help to cut the burden, We will, I believe we will have less of a, um, a war of, of retention in, in education and we will find it easier to recruit if we get back to allowing more time and focus on people still doing a certain amount of teaching, if not less, but spending less time doing the planning, marking and everything else. That's not why they went into the job. 100%. That, and that is where AI will really, really help. It will not do the other bits, and it can do. I know we had the the, uh, the 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 health futurist on talking about the fact that AI might provide better feedback than some health professions. I've been through it, and my health profession was great, really, really but provided really bad news to me in the most, least empathetic way you've ever seen of, you might have cancer, it could be blood cancer. If you've got blood cancer, that's the worst one that you could get. I'm not being funny, but it didn't make a difference if that information came from. The irony of that is, I don't discount and I don't credit that 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 the person that provided that information to me because it was. But did that make a difference if it was a person or whether it was AI? No, it didn't because ultimately it was terrible way to deliver news. I I think AI probably could have done a better job than that person. But if you think about that, it might change. Do you want to know, Steve? I, I'm just thinking no. back to the whole policy thing and putting no. an almost disclaimer on it. Would you want to know it was AI? I know. That information is still the information and is accurate. For me personally, and I can only speak from personal, I, I, the person that has diagnosed and looked at all of that information to identify that, that potentially, and just to clarify, I don't have cancer. I have uh, MGUS, which is different and is not life-threatening. That That information that was provided... And was it taken away that some professional had looked, assessed, done all of that information, but actually that feedback had probably saved them time because a doctor didn't spend after waste half an hour giving me the news. They could then spend an extra 30 minutes analysing, spending time with somebody who actually maybe ha- doing is, all of the other stuff that is so important. It is interesting, isn't it? And I think it goes back to what I was the point I was probably poorly making before when I was talking about the philosophy of it. Like, if I like if that if the doctor had got your results, sat down and thought, right, I need to write this letter to to 
to Stephen Hope to to give him this news. He's he's pulling on he's pulling on the 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 decades of of him learning different language back from when he was in school he learned how to put a sentence together back to when he was in medical school and he learned certain words probably then the few decades he spent as a gp or, a, or whatever doctor he is or she is and 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 learning how to communicate with people in a caring way while delivering news he, he's just using the words and the language as a tool as a resource I'll be is AI doing that? That's AI doing that, but just a million times quicker. You know what? It would have made no difference to me if it would have been on a chat and I was getting chat feedback like the way that you engage with a website, that they tell you something, you ask it a question. That's basically low-level artificial intelligence and machine learning where it based on the questions that you put in. Obviously, it has to take the information from somewhere. The doctor has fed that in based on the information it's provided. And I say, what is the next step, then? Tell me information. What is the percentage? They would provide that information. It wouldn't have made a difference if it was over chat or voice engagement for me. It wouldn't have made any difference. The news would have still been as terrible. I would have still have acted the same way when I had to go back and tell the news to my family. Nothing would have changed. It would have just freed up some time. And mm. I, 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 again, think I'm thinking if you were reading that, yeah. whether it came from a person or an AI, I don't think there's an issue. I think the human in that in that mix delivered that information uh, unempathetically, cold because. That's how we how we had to come out. But they have to now because if they don't give you the factual news, they have gone that that, and it's not their fault. They have to give, and I know it's a really specific thing. They have to give bad potential bad news exactly word for word in a particular way because they run a risk of if it is worse than what they potentially have tried to soften the blow with, then you could sue them. Yeah, that is a culture that we've created for those in people. Here's I don't a, blame it, but sorry, Ben, I cut you off. Let, let, I just, for me, it just personally wouldn't have made any difference. I think, I think, I think looking somebody unless, in the eyes, unless, unless that person could have given me a hug. Well, the, and I'm not, I don't just mean that, but I also think like when somebody, you know, I, I would argue that somebody delivering bad news who you can see in their eyes, they feel sad and that they're with you and that they want to help you. There's a, there is absolutely a difference between that and a machine telling you. I, I, I think, I think, I think. What I'm saying, I, I'm not. I know the news is the same, and the information has to be delivered in a certain way. What I'm saying is that the human element of seeing it in their eyes and uh, the emotion is, um, and may, maybe that, maybe that's why I don't work in a care profession. Maybe that's why I don't work in my, my wife. But is that not the same as education? Like sitting down with a child and going. Right, you see what you've done here, and and really explaining it to them, it's that human connection can make all the difference, can't it? That they say, actually, this is a person who cares about my learning. They want to they want to see me making an improvement here. And and I think I think, I think it is the same. I agree. I think we're in the same. Uh, what what I'm meaning is from that is, I don't think anybody in this conversation, and actually, the. the reams and reams of conversations that we've all been having on um i've been having conversations on linkedin and all the stuff that's happening on twitter that's in these last couple of weeks all that stuff that's happening i don't i'm not sure that anybody's saying ai needs to replace teachers and that we don't need that human 
interaction, emotional connection, being able to talk things with your student, relational. The, that's the thing, the personal things that we that, uh, we, yeah, that we bring to a thing. Nobody's saying other. I think that's I, the thing, and, and we've talked about this before, haven't we? That it's it it actually good tech will help the teacher, will help the, whoever it is and whatever it. become a more human because if the if and I, I I'm I'm just thinking the. I'm not because I got cut off before I had to restart my computer, but I'm not sure if you got to the when you were talking about the teacher doing the marking. Um, actually, do you, does the teacher have have to even be in that process anyway? Why is the teacher going right? I'll take some AI's some of AI's words and pass it on uh, to this student. Why can't the student just go to the AI and find out how they're doing, how they're progressing, and and like why does the teacher need to be in that mix? And that's not saying get rid of, like, there's no need for the teacher, but then the teacher can focus on more of the actual the 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 actual human side of being with a group of students and 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 and, and facilitating their learning. Um, and then if a student wants to quickly check how if they're on the right track, get, jump on the AI. I think what's fascinating, I think when Stephen, when you, I'm jumping all over the place here, but it's I think when you were talking there about uh, the getting some news because i think we're probably not that far away because we talked about and we talked a few episodes ago about like uh, the the future of the health healthcare and personal and decentralized health of having wet like wearable technology or or technology where you get tested for things or uh, are monitored for something and then the results of that go from a, a data set on a spreadsheet within this computer system gets turned by ch- chat gpt into a few sentences, uh, and then it's set, and then it comes up on your monitor, comes up on your on your phone app or whatever it is. And are we are we in a, are we in a are we in a in a way very shortly? If because this stuff's here now, it just needs somebody to connect it together. Really, yeah. are we are we going to get rid of the human altogether from the start of the process to the end of the process? And I suppose the question there is, if it can be done, should it be done? It's really interesting. I think education, healthcare, all of these different industries, they will go through a shift in terms of the the workforce and everything else. But I think healthcare and education currently aligns in the UK specifically because of the chaos that is currently there in regards to the healthcare system and the NHS in the UK and the fact that they've now, um, I was hearing on the news that they're creating a a car park triage because they don't have enough space internally. They've got doctors at certain hospitals in the UK that are walking around the car park and triaging people in their cars while they wait to see if they then need to be brought in earlier and, and making a and they're getting them to sit in the car to then say yours will be an eight hour wait in the car, but yours that that, you know, that bonkers. But also that's because of maybe investment, whatever your view of, of, of the reason being. But one of the things that we can't move away from is space. Um, number in terms of staff, the, the 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 need for faster recruitment, the gaps that need to be filled because we don't have enough. The same is for teaching, and it will probably become, in terms of um, the current crisis and inflation and everything else, will probably heighten because people will be looking for different stuff. So there's a very real correlation and the link between. And this is why I'm using those two as an example. Actually, the work that teachers do in the classroom and I'm generalising than doctors and nurses doing healthcare at that level. There's a certain point of triage and certain bit where feedback and marking when you look at the work before you support, before you, when you identify the problem, before you try and help a patient, you 
we, you might not replace teachers and you might not replace, but you will, might replace co-professionals around them that are there to triage and identify a particular problem and help the teaching and education system. But also, we're in a situation where you might not replace teachers and doctors with AI, but how else do we plug the gap? Because right now, we cannot recruit quick enough. We cannot recruit. And I know there is a program. I think I can speak. Yeah, I can speak openly. Where it takes, for an x-ray as an example in the healthcare profession, it takes five years of training from day one to somebody being able to work as a radiographer. I think I'm getting the, t the title correct. To be able to check and identify different things on, a, on an x-ray. That already that, that's the process. So even if we we got people starting the process, we are five years away from them being ready to actually be in the healthcare to, to, to do that job. There is artificial intelligence that exists that can read x-rays as well, and it's been tested and people have come in into it where it can identify just as good yep. and identify that process and those x-rays. That's a bit where you're not going to replace the, 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 the key bit, but artificial intelligence will play a specific role in gaps and plug the gaps that now, the healthcare system and education is currently seeing because of whatever reason it is that we cannot recruit and we're we're hemorrhaging, maybe not the right word, but we're struggling to recruit, struggling struggling to retain the, the right people. And I'm coming back to that book again, that World Without Work book. The 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 the, the, the reality is is uh, I don't want to say reality, but the the chance is, is very, very likely that we are going to not just replace jobs, but actually create, not have replacement jobs available for people. And actually it's going to create, create broader economic and social problems and challenges. So, so I'm not, I'm not in the camp that suggests that AI um, needs to be limited. I'm not, I'm not in the camp that suggests that we should, <laughs> try and ban AI and make sure that children don't use it. And in the same way that I, I, I thought, I think it's absolutely ludicrous that some people suggest that we should ban mobile phones and all the things that go with it. Like it, I think we've got to acknowledge limitations. And I think we've got to also just be, just be aware from what you, what you're saying there about the things of um, uh, healthcare professionals and this and that, the other, that, um, the, the you you mentioned earlier Dan about the box one box two box three stuff um the we can't just keep re-engineering the same thing we've got to do something absolutely vitally different from education and I think this is a key component of it AI is a vital probably going to be a vital component not probably it is going to be a, a vital component of our education system but we need to understand that it isn't isn't the one size fits all right early on in our podcast journey. We talked about the idea that, um, that technology is not the solution. Uh, and you said that again, Dan early again today, it's not, it's not about, about let's, let's have ad tech and ed tech's going to solve everything. It isn't, it is, but it is going to enhance it. It's going to develop it. It's going to make certain things easier. It's going to allow, allow teachers to become more human, like you said. And I think we've got it. We've got to get to that. But, Let's also not think it's a panacea, and it's the only. It's it's the. It's, and yeah, I think what, that's a, what we're saying, isn't it? We live in a capitalist society. I think that's, and I'm not. I'm not going to um, call for an overhaul, but the, <laughs> <laughs> the 
Do uh, not bring when, your photograph of Lenin out. We're not advocating that type of revolution at the moment. <laughs> but it, it's interesting. I think I've said it in the podcast before, not for a while, but I remember seeing some old footage from the 1970s and it was a factory. It was, it was local news. It might have been Yorkshire, actually, Steve, your neck of the woods, but it was like a local news program interviewing somebody at a, I think it might have been a car manufacturing uh, factory in the 70s. And they just introduced like a robotic arm for helping them with the, the manufacturing process. And and the person talking was talking that this revolution, as you can imagine, back in the seventies, this revolution is going to mean that people can are going to have a three day working week by the nineteen nineties. Uh, we'll have a three day working week, like it. In a, you, guys it do, yeah? you guys do, you guys do. Um, and 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 it's gone the opposite way as the technology's gotten better. We seem to be going the opposite way, and it's and I think it's because. It, it, it's because for the it's the driver profit. It, I mean, I know it's it's not as simple as that, but um, there's other factors. But um, if yeah, I don't know what more to say on that. And I think I think I think probably just to relate back to what you were saying, Ben, it's we we can say well, this is going to make life better. And I think what what excites me about this new AI technology is is more that it, hopefully it'll help teachers not take up their free time their own time which we know teachers do uh we i know mm. I'm, like i'm pretty every teacher i know gets home makes dinner puts the kids to bed and then spends another two hour on their laptop planning lessons and marking work yeah and hopefully it can it can take away that side of it yeah, the, we, we said that when you dropped out the, the teacher tap research i think from 2019 of 55 hours that can't come in the the 55 hours are not being spent on work inside not, a building, yeah. and, it's, and it's not fair, is it? It's not. It's not fair to expect that of teachers. And I think the, 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 that's that's what I love. And I, I've realised now, Dan, why you're growing your beard long. And I, I know you wish you could grow your hair really long so you could look like Karl Marx. But <laughs> but you know, you, no, I think I, I think it's there. What it's Stephen Powell? Stephen Powell's my hero. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. I I I, I do think that we've got to be. Um, realistic as well and i mentioned limitations there that um we know that it's coming from data sets that might not always be representative and the issue of bias and the things of, of go with that and i think we've got to acknowledge that we're not trying to say none of us in in this call are trying to call in this in this on this podcast are trying to have trying to suggest that this is perfect and it doesn't have flaws and this and that and the other and it's the only answer we have we acknowledge the bias don't we and we acknowledge the fact that it's not perfect um for those people who think that we've that we've swallowed the uh what's it called that 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 sauce that juice i don't know where we're going with Kool-Aid. it the Kool-Aid, yeah, 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 yeah. The Kool-Aid. That was the thing I was thinking about. The sauce. <laughs> this, I was gonna say it's like the most British version of Snoop Dogg. Like literally he's like he's like the Amer- he's a UK version of fifty cent, it's like fifty pence. It's like, it's like I'm not drinking on the Kool-Aid, I'm supping on sauce. Uh, is it HP? <laughs> And I'm, I'm dagging on the grave. <laughs> but uh, no, but yeah. what I was saying is, is that we, we've not just like gone a hook, line, and sinker just because we've got into this. We're not gone hook, line, and sinker and saying it's perfect always. That is what I'm saying. And I think we've talked about the whole thing of not one tool, the tool that is right there. And I know Dan and Ben and, and, and loads of people are out there testing it and putting practice of can it do this? What does it look like when you do a, a lesson plan? What does it do? Like? And, and chat GTP 
is, is there, and that's the one that's kind of out there. In the, in the, but AI is beyond that, but it does have its limitations. It does have... It's not perfect. I, it does have it, just a, so does I, life. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think I put in... I think I got it to make a lesson on photosynthesis. And one of the questions that came up with was, and I didn't realize this at the time, but someone tweeted me, uh, was uh, what's the difference between uh, photosynthesis for a plant uh, compared to photosynthesis with a human? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so sure. it's, yeah, it's not perfect. Not photosynthesis for those people who listen to this. <laughs> There's no chlorophyll in ourselves. It, it's, yeah, but it, it, of course it's not perfect. But what excites me is, it's that it's day one of this tech, isn't it? There's not. I know. I know. We 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 know. There's limitations. There's there's limitations with. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainties around data protection at the moment. There's a lot of uncertainties around um, of the ethics of it. I know. The, I know. And I'm not sure if you covered this when I went offline for those that five minutes. But the 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 bias that can be built into into AI. There's 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 lots of there's lots of things there. And but I think we're on day one. We're on di- like literally the, this is and in fact the open AI um chat GPT is only open at the moment. It's not even a finished product. They've opened it for research purposes. That's why if you go on, sometimes it says, right, um, our servers are having difficulty at the moment because they literally they're just research they're using it for research purposes and it's and it's taken off. So it's not even a finished product yet. It's just a trial stage or something. Also, I know we said before about it's it was only fed on information up until 2021. So once once it's learned, let's say it's got a year's learning in it, and when we say that, it, AI machine learning learning from millions of people every single hour is that's a hell of a lot of learning, and then the developers open this thing up to to real time information, not just historical information. Um, I think we're talk we're talking something even almost unrecognizable to what we're seeing today. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. I think it's early days. We're dipping our toe in, aren't we? We're not saying that this will solve every single problem. And I think I don't want to call a certain individual out because I don't even know who said it. But I know somebody said, "I've tried it, um, but it, I know it takes five minutes, but then it takes me five minutes to review whether it's accurate." Right, okay, well, it takes five minutes to do it. I don't. It's probably inaccurate. Probably about a minute to do something that probably take you an hour. So to plan an hour lesson might take you, I don't know, let's say an hour as an example. If that takes five minutes to put the information in to, for then the, the process and the AI to do its work, and then you have to check it for five minutes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's still a time saving. Mm-hmm. If you have to check the fact that it hasn't got bits wrong, you are still saving time. And if we then say, well, I might as well do it myself, I go back to a wonderful friend of ours, who I haven't, actually haven't spoken to for, for, for some time, Bob Harrison, if you ask people what they want, they would have wanted faster horses. <laughs> and this mm. is the problem with so many people that it's difficult to see it when you're still looking at trying to find the same problem, uh, sorry, the same solutions for the same problems. Our, and Sigatra Mitchell said this, our problems are evolving and our solutions have to do so. But you know the thing with that as well, I think, and, and, I, and I read that tweet as well, Fine, do it yourself. Like nobody said, nobody said you've got to start using this AI. Still do it yourself. Well, then like, don't moan about your fifty-five hours that you're putting in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I suppose yeah. Uh, is it similar? I think the analogy that just popped into my head there was someone complaining because it takes them three hours to get to work because they because they're walking and refuse to use a car. Like 
you you're choosing it. You, if you want to walk, if you want to do that, that's fine. You but you're choosing it. All those people who moan about being sat in traffic, no, you are traffic. Or right, you're <laughs> getting deep now, Steve. Oh, that's that is deep, brother. Uh, yeah, it's um. You but I, I I think <laughs> you are talking traffic. about faster horses. <laughs> Which would work in a traffic jam. Have you used it for so... betting, Dan? Is this what you're going to tell us? And you've now, <laughs> you, you know, you're predicting the Grand National. What is it? Come Forex. on, I'm interested. Use, use it for forex and crypto. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there's a. I know. I know. I'm tweeting a lot at the minute about how it, how it can save teachers time doing lesson plans and all that kind of thing, and 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 I stand by that because teachers are, need need to save time right now, not in five years' time when the system changes. But I think the that even those uses that I'm proposing on on my Twitter at the minute is is the equivalent of a faster horse. It's it's going right. Well, how do we just how do we? It's box one. It's 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 optimizing the current system, isn't it? That's what and that's what box one is. It's about it's about tweaking the current system to optimize it. I, I think this this technology it it it, it can, we can either stay in box one and, and have faster horses, or it can it can change things yep. in a way that we can't even see at the moment yep. it can, it can, i think going back to what i said earlier on is it can empower students massively yep. and, I, and i think interestingly just to uh just just to, to think about that as well it's i asked it um recently um which is the best crypto to buy dan uh just right. if, you, if you're interested um it, and, it, and it basically responded ship to, it said ship no it didn't say ship oh, right. It said something else, but it won't be at the end. <laughs> it, 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 it basically said uh, it wouldn't be appropriate of us to give you financial advice. You should, should go and seek a financial advisor and important to thoroughly research and carefully weigh up your options about how much you can live. I just thought, oh, that's interesting. There are some ethics in this AI. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you, Dan. I think it can empower students. I think it can empower teachers. I think it can save teachers' time. But we're talking about as we've been going on and banging on about for a long time, um, it 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 can enhance the system we've got, but we also believe that it could be part of a full box three rethink, do something different. Um, and and you know what you need to make it work, which I think a lot of people are failing to realise at the minute. You need the skill of critical thinking. Like you can't just. You you need to be able to critically think when you're reading these responses to when you when you interpret these responses when you're passing on these responses to other people. You need to be able to critically think about it because it's not perfect. It never will. And then we talked about before, but AI does have biases inbuilt into it. It's it does have like for example, first one of the first questions I typed into it is what does the future of education look like? And it came up with a lot of stuff that I agreed with. <laughs> but I thought, you know what, I know I know a few teachers who would absolutely wholeheartedly disagree with this and see education going a very different way so when it when it comes out with an, an opinion and fair enough it's basing it on a lot of a lot of factual information that it, that's been fed but when it's coming out with something that is virgin on an opinion the human needs to have the critical thinking skills there and i suppose that goes back to the to education doesn't it are we are we teaching critical thinking instead of hiding students from ai or or making them do their tests in a classroom and not at home because we're scared they'll go online and, and use chat GDPR, chat G, <laughs> chat. Oh man, it's got out of my head. I've said it so GPT, much. GPT, you know, GPT. You know when something loses meaning? Uh, 
that actually the they're actually going right well how do we teach skills to be able to deal with it how do we teach that student the skills to use it so they can measure their own progress and get better at something instead of going how can i use it so i can make the child better how can i make the child better with this tool actually why are you putting yourself in that equation how are you going to help the child use it to make themselves better yes yes yeah I think we could talk about it all night, couldn't we? <laughs> yes. Uh, I suppose, yeah, we could. We could. And I think I, I, I love this thing. I've got words. And what I do like as well is this new thing where you can save your uh, save your little ones on the left-hand side and it gives you like, you can go back, oh, I, that was what I was asking. I was asking questions about how to write a book or how, yeah. how will AI change education and why should brands coordinate on social media and blah, blah, blah. I did that my first question to it Dan as well was what is the future of education like? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny it's funny that mine, just mine need, was mine was, who would win. Ally or not? Mine was my favourite question as a as an interviewer um, who would win between a, a, a in a fight between a rat and a squirrel um, always throw that curveball in there and, and get them thinking uh, they don't expect it so uh, okay. and, and it was an interesting response from from what was it, it? I didn't even understand it. I think I'd ta- I think I'd spelt squirrel correctly. The the understanding of a, a dyslexic trying to engage with AI is always an interesting one as well. But um, yeah, it just said it gave loads of different arguments, but couldn't come up with the answer. It is the un it is the question with no real potential. There's always a different variation. Before we do would... go, I think. Sorry, Ben. Did, no, fine. I was, was, was going to say that. before we do go. Did, did you say that we we would we'd had quite a few and we'd collected some questions or some response? Do oh, do we do okay. that or do we do that another time? Have I put you on the spot and yeah, think? Yeah. Oh, I ain't got it. Should we should we do that another point or maybe? Let's do it another, time, another yeah. time. I think. I think in fact we this could be a whole thing uh, in itself, really. Of, but I think as well as critical thinking, the we, we're probably gonna we're gonna need to have to to provide the skill or develop the skill within our young people of how do you how do you ask a good question oh that was the one that is the one what is the question you're looking for you're looking for what answer you're going to get it is depending yeah. on what question you ask isn't it because very quickly i found out with with this with with chat g d pt that um that it, the the value the the quality of the answer you get is based on the quality of the question you give it and it's that's like, and, and teachers should know that, like how how you ask a, how you ask a student a question is going to determine the the quality of the the answer you get back. Are you modelling it? Are you are you being specific enough? Are you do you know what I mean? Like it's so about communication skills, isn't it? Yeah. Right. How do we create those? How do when artificial intelligence is there and he's only going to develop better how do we ensure that human intelligence is really focused on in our education system to provide students with what the artificial intelligence cannot do because it will replace some jobs but human intelligence can't be replaced and we have to focus on those skills it isn't about regurgitation of knowledge and certain information that's fine you have to know stuff but the skills around it aren't soft skills They've never been more important, I don't think, mm. when you compare human intelligence to artificial intelligence. They don't human artificial intelligence doesn't take breaks, doesn't do that. It just works efficiently all of the time. Might need fixing, but it is more efficient in that. But it doesn't have, like Ben said, empathy in some regards. It can't understand stuff. It can't 
right now uh, potentially could do critical analyze communicate all of those kind of things that's a bit that we have to focus on and make sure that we're providing because as an employer that's a bit that, that i look for not whether you've got a four or a five at maths that currently is mm. that's what i look for as an employer yeah and I, and, I, and i think i think that is probably because you acknowledge that there are systems that can re, that are are more efficient so why would why would you find a human that that can do that less well you wouldn't employ somebody who could do something less well if there was a, if there was an alternative in you wouldn't go oh i'll tell you what i'll employ them you'd use a system and remember we don't rise to the level of our goals we fall to the level of our systems so it's about the systems that that sit in there as well so yeah we could we could talk about this all night i think we we've got lots and lots of stuff that's going on and make sure you keep on um uh, following uh, the three of us, if you if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see that our uh, Twitter handles are on our um, next row names. But um, also check out uh, at Edge Futurist on the social channels, um, and you'll be able to hear the stuff that we're talking, the research that's happening. I know that uh, Dan's got a few webinars coming up as well. Depends on when this when you're listening to this. Got a few webinars to find out a little bit more as well. Make sure you check out uh, some of that and find out what people are doing around the UK. Um, and um, and beyond on on this stuff. Thanks, mate. Nice one. Have a have a great uh, great week, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Edgy Futurist podcast. That feels like a very official ending of the show. Over and out. Over and out, Steve. This is where you press the button. Still recording.